770 KAAM Garland Dallas Fort Worth <laughs> And now for something completely different Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, the ultimate pursuit of mankind is to be happy. However, even living forever falls short if a person's life is nothing but misery. Therefore, being happy is the number one pursuit. The problem is that the creation does not know how to attain the level of happiness that's being sought. Therefore, only the creator of the creation can supply the happiness that everyone seeks When we achieve satisfaction, we can only hold it for a moment, but most of us want it for a lifetime. Next, let's be a little more honest. We as humans seek happiness in a few of these things, relationships, riches, good health, big houses, many children and grandchildren, power, fame, influence, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But even when we experience the best of these things, we always seem to fall short. Like sin, it misses the mark. Finally, so too often, we feel kind of slappy and not happy. We look to heaven and ask why our scrapbooking class or bowling league didn't seal the deal. We try to make ourselves happy by medication or by meditating. And there is always a fail. Then we take up a cause more significant than ourselves, believing that this will do it. But there is still misery. What are we to do? We're going to follow the bouncing ball that God makes clear. And we're going to examine that ball. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, what's cool is during the show live, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. Once again, that's not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's just David at he must increase.org. You can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. I always say it slower because there's some very special people out there, like Annika and Neil, who love to hear it slow, who gave me a wonderful gift yesterday. Thank you very much, both. Two this is for the text. Two. One four 
877-445-0770. You can also call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you call 972-445-0770, you will be talking to Mighty Gabriel, and I want to tell you what that's like. That's like the peaceful quiet before the dawn. And then you will fly! <laughs> That's right. I defy anybody to come up with something better than that. Uh, bottom line is simply this. If you've got a praise report or a prayer request, if you've got something you want to join other people's faith in, if you've got something that you want to share, if you've got something going on rattling in your mind, you know, I know what the important questions are. They just came out the other day. What is actually the best barbecue sauce? I understand these things. And I live with you in them. I also ask you this trivia question. Who said this from the Old Testament? Which Old Testament prophet advised his traveling companions, pick me up and throw me into the sea? Pick me up and throw me into the sea. If you think you know the answer to that, you can reach out to us as soon as I find our telephone number. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also... Text in 214-210-8483, and you can send an email, david, at he must org. Now, I do want to make a comment. I don't want anybody to ever get offended. Like, we do, like, our trivia and stuff, and when people call in and share, we love that. Don't Please, by no means, take that wrong. We love that. And, and, and there's some times where I ask you guys trivia questions, and I think, oh, my goodness, they have to get this. <laughs> right? And then there's other times where I ask a question, and then people are like, uh. What is he talking about? So I go through that just like with everybody else. So just bear with us. But I love that you guys listen, that you answer. And the whole point of trivia is to keep the Bible at the forefront of our minds. That's the goal, that we would be thinking Bible. Once in a while, I squeeze in there a non-Bible question, but very rare. So in this one, this is a Bible question, very straightforward. Which Old Testament prophet advised his traveling companions, pick me up and throw me into the sea? Who said that? We'll give you a chance to reach out and respond to that. Uh, in the meantime, I do want to give you a quick uh, update, a couple quick updates. One, don't forget to be praying for Don, who owns the station, Jennifer, who runs the station, essentially, Gabe, who is our new host or new uh, board operator, and then keep Captain Chris in prayer. We want everybody to be praying for them. And then please continue to pray for Julianne and for Jared, and for Easton. So he's, I talked to Julianne for about 20 minutes today, which if you talk to Julianne, she talks a thousand times faster than I do. So if you think I'm fast, we need to have a conversation with her. Anyway, in that 20 minutes, she did give me about nine hours of information. And the bottom line is he's, Easton's doing a lot better, but it's up and down and they're really tired. So I just want you to pray for Julianne and Jared that they would just have a refreshingness, a refreshness that comes upon them and that the uh, Lord might bless them in that. Okay? Okay. All right. Teaching time. I don't know how we're going to do the breaks, Gabriel, so I'll just look at me. I'll let you know. I mean, this is the best I can tell you. 
because I'm going to teach you something that I hope I, I – there's no way I can teach this. It's I can't teach the worth. I can't teach the value, but I'm going to do my best to share with you my heart in this process. As American people, as people who live in America, we have been granted the right to pursue happiness. And I want to make sure you understand what that this means. We have a preamble to the United States Declaration of Independence, and the preamble to the Declaration says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, I do want to point out it does not say life, liberty, and the provisions of or for happiness. In other words, the rights that we have in the preamble is that we get to pursue happiness, not that it's provided for us by the government. So that's kind of an important point for people to recognize. It would be nice if they quit quit trying to quote our founding fathers and then say they're entitled to something because of that provision because it never says that. But in the process, we need to have a little honest check going on, and here's the first part of the check, okay? We find ourselves most often in a closer association to Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 1 through 2. Here is what that text says. The words of the teacher, the son of David, the king of Jerusalem, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless, Everything is meaningless. Now, it's obviously Solomon who wrote this, and obviously Solomon not having the best day he's ever had. <laughs> Let's just be honest, right? The New King James Version translation, which is absolutely my favorite. They have this in the uh, in the subtext that's available. It says meaning. It says frustration, frustration, utterly frustrating. Everything is frustration. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. So it's like there are days when we go through it and we feel that way, right? So what do we do? In other words, what's our response to things can be frustrating or things can be challenging or things can seem meaningless or we're not getting enough value out of these things? What is it that we do? And the answer is just in honesty is we try to make ourselves happy or satisfied ourselves. And what's terrible is that all of our attempts to make ourselves happy fail, period. No, 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 no. All of Let me make sure you understand the word all. It has an A and then an L and then an L. And so it includes everything All things, everything that we try to do to make ourselves happy fails. No matter what you come up with, no matter what you tell me, in a a two-minute conversation, you can think you have everything. I absolutely promise you that if you have tried to create happiness on your own, you have failed. Just to give you an idea of how deep this goes, Solomon was granted more wisdom than any other person by the grace of God. Here is what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 12. 
I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I applied my mind to study and explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has laid on mankind. I have seen all the things that are done under the sun, and all of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. The first thing that Solomon does in pursuing happiness, and we're going to go through each of these things that Solomon talks about is he decided what I'm going to do is give my entire life over to learning how to be happy, to find meaning and satisfaction. So the first thing he talks about is he applied his mind to study and to explore by wisdom, by education. In fact, that's one of the things that we teach in our country. If you're highly educated, you'll be highly satisfied. How satisfied are the highly educated? Not very. They're as miserable as everybody and anybody else. And what we're going to do is examine each thing that Solomon came up with, and you're just going to go, whoa, whoa. And then we'll come to the conclusion, which is the most important part. In the meantime, I'll answer the trivia question, which Old Testament prophet advised his traveling companions, pick me up and throw me into the sea? And the answer is our good friend Jonah. Jonah was the answer. We will take our break and then we'll come back. So much more to cover. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. What is the David Spoon experience? Today is have a bad day day. I don't I don't know. Have a bad day day. Somebody had to take the time to name a day a bad day. I, I don't know. I think it's also National Men's Day, so that kind of works. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Um, Play Monopoly Day is also a holiday that some people like. And then uh, World Toilet Day. Okay. I'm not even going to... Not not even close. Not even going to touch that. For those that want to know, this is the stuff I like. (laughs) This is what you get when you listen to the show. On this day in 1959, the Edsel was discontinued. That might be interesting. But this is what's fascinating. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and his friends premiered on this day in 1959. See, that... That's important. I hated that cartoon. Did you really hate that cartoon? Horrible. I liked it. Uh, I always thought, you know, the Russians did it. Do you remember when they were going Natasha through Natasha <laughs> yeah. and Boris. They were going through this whole thing with Donald Trump and that whole thing, and people kept dropping in these uh, memes. with the, the, It was so <laughs> funny. I mean, it was pretty funny stuff. Uh, and I will tell you one last thing, and we'll get into the teaching. We'll do trivia in the next segment. Uh, I will let you know that my wife and I got into a discussion l- last night. As we were watching television, as we were watching a show, while we're working on stuff together, and I don't have the answer, so I'm going to ask Wonder Julie. And if you call in for a trivia, you might be able to give us the answer. But we're watching a show, and in the show, there's all these people that are skydiving. And uh, uh, then the last guy goes, and uh, and I tried to say, well, it looks like he skydived. And then I was like, well, that doesn't sound right, skydived, because that's past tense. And then skydove. And then that didn't sound right. And then Sky Divin, that doesn't sound right. Uh, Sky Divid, 
That doesn't sorry. Sky div jump out. I mean, what is the past tense of skydived? It just seems weird. It seems like it's a weird. Do you have any idea what it is? I don't know. I never would jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> it was one of those things we looked at each other and laughed because we're like, like, I don't even know the answer to this. My English is so bad. I can't even figure out how to give me the past tense. Of, I mean, sky dove, <laughs> but it just seems like a weird word. <laughs> Maybe it's me. Uh, that's what happens when uh, they, uh, you know, experiment with you when drugs, when you're like one year old. Try this on him. Try this on him. That was me. All right. Let's go into Romans chapter five, verse three. Poor, poor wonder Julie's going, what happened to you? Nothing. It's the same idiotic me. Yeah, I leave you alone for one day and the wheels come off. Yeah, the wheels, the wheels on the bus go round and round. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next exciting trivia question. Who flattered Solomon by saying how happy your men must be? How happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Who said that to Solomon? Now, by flattery, we mean that in a good way, not a bad way, like a nice, like complimentary way. So uh, who complimented Solomon by saying how happy your men must be, how happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Who said that to Solomon? Since we're talking about Solomon, that seems kind of appropriate. If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then as well, you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. As the answers start pouring in. We kind of love that. It's a lot of fun. And as most of you know, this is the moment now where I have to tell a joke or two because it's required by the state of David Spoon. <laughs> well, I'd say the state of Texas, but that's not going to be true. So let's just move on, right? Okay, here you go. There's three really fast ones and then one little longer one. So uh, uh, Gabriel's the one who's got the buzzer. If he wants to buzzer or clap it, it's up to him. He gets to decide. These are all things. Things he gets to choose, just so you can uh, – just you just have to be patient. Okay, uh, here you go. Three – we'll do three of them because one of them is kind of dumb, so we'll skip that one. And here, uh, Adam and Eve uh, living together in paradise. How do you know it's paradise that Adam and Eve live together? That simple. Eve never asked Adam to take out the garbage. There you go. That's number one. <laughs> Okay. Number two. <laughs> okay, hold on. Number two. Uh, the wife shares with her husband. There's an article on overpopulation of the world. It says that somewhere in the world there's a woman having a baby every four seconds. The husband responds, I think they ought to find that woman and stop her. <laughs> so that's a good one. All right. And then, uh, all right, and here's our last one. Two businessmen were having lunch, and they started talking about the world problems, high taxes, and the cost of living in their families. One of them said proudly, I have six boys. So the other guy said, that's a nice family. I wish to heaven I had six children. Then the proud father said with a touch of sympathy in his voice, don't you have any children? And the man answered, yes, I, I have ten 
<laughs> I am ten. Oh my goodness, that's another good one. All right, there you go. <laughs> I have ten. <laughs> Six sounds great. All right. Uh, back to the trivia question. Who complimented Solomon? Uh, how happy your men must be. How happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Who said that? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at he must org. Let's get right back to the text. This is some really, really fascinating stuff so we just were talking about people trying to find happiness and people try to find it all the time and don't there's no point in line but it's like yeah we're looking for it we're searching for it we're trying to find it we do things to make our lives just like as great as we think we can make them and then there's this failed attempt on a continual basis because every time we think we reach some plateau something happens in life and then we find out gee that thing did not make me happy after all gee that thing does not last gee this this uh, situation did not last. So we're looking at Solomon who did the exact same thing. He didn't do anything different than you and I. He made a pursuit to find out what it is that makes people happy. And so he goes through a whole list of things. And the first thing we talked about was knowledge and wisdom. Now we're going to pick it up. I want to move around in the book of Ecclesiastes so you can follow where I'm going. Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Now we do have somebody calling in. So I will say that before we get into this scripture, because there's some some really cool stuff here. I want to make sure if they want to answer trivia that they get that chance. That's kind of how we that's how we roll. That's how we roll. But you're going to find out that Solomon went through about a litany of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 things. And you'll find out what his conclusion was. In the meantime, do we have somebody that wants to answer the trivia? We do. Let's send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Brother Don. Hi, Brother Don. How are you? Well, fine. I haven't been. I haven't been. Out, I've been out of town. Well, I'm glad to have you back in town. I'm sorry the weather's so hot. <laughs> oh. Why? It's, it's, it's been a little hot lately. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> it's too hot for me. Yeah, it's a little hot. My when my dog looks outside, like, hey, you want to fetch the ball? And the dog looks at you and says, No, I'm not going outside. You go play. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I know you can't even go out even in the late evening because at ten o'clock it was still 101. Yeah, here. It's, it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. And it, when I grew up and spent a lot of time in Phoenix, and that's not how it was in. Phoenix. In Phoenix, it was much hotter at the one, two, and three o'clock, and then you would get that more desert cool at the seven, eight. You know, here it's a lot different. So you, you learn, you learn, and you adapt, right? I mean, you, yes. you figure it out. All, all right, my brother, here we go. Who complimented Solomon? How happy your men must be. How happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Was Queen Candace? What was what, Queen? Queen Queen Sheba? Yes, that would be it! Queen Sheba! (laughs) Yeah, that was the Queen. I've also also heard Queen Candace, though, too. Candace is the queen that's in Acts, the book of Acts, when she's with the other king and Paul is talking to her. And the reason that I know that is I had a business partner whose daughter was named Candace. (laughs) That's how I knew it. (laughs) 
But yeah, Queen of Sheba, she was all like, man, she's the one that brought all the spices and was like, yeah, this is happening. They love you. That's what she yeah, said. Yeah, I this thought it was kind of cool. You know, we did a study on here not too long ago. And, you know, you know how you go into a restaurant and everybody wears uh, uniforms? Uh-huh. That's the way, that was the way it was with King Solomon, too. They did the same thing. Yeah, they they had their stuff together. <laughs> that guy had plumbing. People think, oh, the, these people invented plumbing. That's wrong. Solomon had plumbing going. People don't even know that. It's like that guy was structural aqueduct um, uh, connoisseur. He knew exactly what to do. Well, Amazing. the Lord gave him that uh, gave him that privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, right, my brother. Bye-bye. Thank God you. Bless. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, we just have too much fun. All right, relax. All right, here we go. So I just showed you, just, just so that you can follow me on this, okay? Thank you for that call. It was a great call. So as you can follow this, Solomon made this pursuit on knowledge. Now I want you to see the second thing he pursues. We'll talk about the second, third thing. We'll go a little late because I gotta, uh, I'll pick up on some of this. Ecclesiastes 2, 1 through 3. I said to myself, come now. I will test you with pleasure to find out what's good. But that also proved to be meaningless. Left I said, is madness. And how is pleasure accomplished? I tried cheering myself with wine and embracing folly. My mind still guided me with wisdom. I wanted to see what was good for people to do under the heavens during their few days on, of their lives. Let me explain to you what he's talking about when he's saying wine and laughter. He's talking about partying. I know you that's you shouldn't say that word, Dave. That is what Solomon is talking about. He's saying, <laughs> I, I, I did the knowledge pursuit. I did the educational pursuit. I did the partying pursuit. Guess what his conclusion was? Yeah, that doesn't work. Then he goes to the next thing. This was the very next thing. I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. So he, he goes out there. He builds houses. He does personal accomplishments. He does mon monuments. He does a, a whole garden situation. People are like, gardening. The answer is gardening. This guy did gardening. All that stuff he did. And then he goes to the next thing. People don't like this one, but this is what it says. You can't change what it says. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 7 through 9. I bought male and female slaves. I had other slaves who were born in my house. I also owned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I amassed silver and gold for myself, the treasures of kings and provinces. I acquired male and female singers and a harem as well, the delights of a man's heart. I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem. Jerusalem before me. In all this, my wisdom stayed with me. You know what he's saying? He's saying, let's see, I had power, I had control, I had wealth, I had entertainment, I had sex, and I had superiority. And here's what he says. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 10 through 11. I, decide, I dis denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was the reward for all my toll. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and all I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Wow. So here's a guy who has an unlimited budget. Okay? No budget. Okay. 
pursues knowledge and wisdom and partying. He builds houses. He builds he builds you know gardens. I mean, this guy everything that was a, that was available, he was doing it. Personal accomplishments, monuments. He had control. He had wealth. He had entertainment. He had tons of sex. He had seven hundred uh, wives, three hundred concubines. Like, what are you kidding me? And the guy is superiority to everything. And you know what he said? What a waste. That's what he said. It's like, wait, what? This guy had everything. People are envious of the rich. Yeah, this guy had more than the rich could ever dream of. They were so wealthy in Solomon's day that silver was thought of as rocks on the ground. That's pretty wealthy. We're a very technologically advanced society in America. Very wealthy. Very wealthy. I just don't know if we've reached the place where you can say, you know, silver for us is like rocks on the ground. Pick up a couple rocks, boom. Mm, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to take our break there. I just want that to sink in because Solomon has a conclusion to the matter, and that's where we want to get to. So we'll take our break here. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Before we pray and before we get going, it's important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from. A lot of you who, uh, those of you that were in the first service are going, oh no, here comes that joke again. Uh, wrong. It's a different joke. So we'll go with that. Let's understand that being born and raised Jewish and becoming a Christian is very simply understood for all of you. That means two Jews three opinions. If you can't figure that out, you're going to have a tough time the rest of this time. So let's talk about what that perspective is and what I learned growing up. There was a lady and she was on a bus and she was sitting next to a guy and she turns over to the guy and she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, mister, mister, are you Jewish? And he goes, no, no, I'm not. She goes, okay. 
Going further down, she taps him again. She goes, excuse me, excuse me, mister. She goes, are, are you Jewish? He goes, no, I, I'm not Jewish, but thank you for asking. I appreciate that. They go a little further down and she taps him again. She goes, excuse me, one more time, mister. Are you sure you're not Jewish? He goes, no, I am not Jewish. I am not. She goes, okay. A little further down, she taps him again. She goes, are you really sure you're not Jewish? He goes, fine, fine, I'm Jewish. She goes, funny, you don't look Jewish. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to offer up our next trivia question, a little bit of a challenging one. Get ready. Who said in the Old Testament, draw your sword and run me through? Who said, draw your sword and run me through? That's a tough one right there. I'll give you a hint if you can't uh, draw in on that. We'll give you a little chance in a little bit. Uh, if you do think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. We're going to send you up to the website as we often do. I can tell you a whole bunch of things, blah, 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 blah. But that's a good place to give and a good place for money. So check it out. Go to org. Prayer request? Emosincrease.org. Praise report? Emosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Emosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. And watch up, Doc. Not much, Bugs. What's up with you? Anyway, <laughs> you like that answer. Uh, your trivia question. <clears throat> I'm going to give you a little chance here now. Who said, let me say this again. Who said, oh, Jenny, Jenny getting right away. That was a good one. Draw your sword and run me through. I will tell you that this was one of the kings of Israel. Who said that? Draw your sword and run me through. Jenny's going to be the winner on this one today. Uh, in the meantime, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, we're going to do our history. Here we go. Uh, history for the couple things for today. Number one, it's National Watermelon Day. That's good. I like watermelon. I mean, I'm just one of a big fan. Watermelon is one of my faves. Uh, it's uh, Grab Some Nuts Day. I, I'm thinking that's regular nuts and not people. We'll just leave that there. Uh, National Night Out Day. That's not happening tonight because we got stuff to do at home. And National Clean Your Floors Day, which happens to be the things that we need to do at home. That's why we're not going to National Out Night Out Day. See how that works? All right. 
1492, Christopher Columbus set sail from Spain. In uh, 1914, unfortunately, Germany declared war against France in World War I. Uh, in 1936, Jesse Owens, the black American track star Jesse Owens, upset Adolf Hitler's theory of Aryan superiority by winning a gold medal in the 100-meter race. He also went on to win a total of four medals. Uh, 1946, the NBA was founded. Uh, I think it was about five years ago, but 2017, the NBA lost all credibility. And then in 1958, the nuclear submarine USS Nautilus traveled beneath the Arctic ice cap. Apparently, the people on the crew didn't have enough ice for their drinks, and they wanted to make sure they had plenty of ice. Okay, there you go. All right, one more on the – it was funny. All right, which – which which king in Israel said, "Draw your sword and run me through"? Okay, that's your that's your trivia question. If you think you know, you can call nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or send an email david at he must increase dot org. This is, by the way, one of my favorite messages to teach in all the world ever, always, forever, because I don't know anybody who doesn't make a pursuit of happiness. It just you just it's impossible. People are always looking to even though they they misunderstand the difference between happiness and joy, and we'll cover that another time. The and joy is a fruit of the spirit. There is this pursuit in people to find happiness, and we've just been revving up and going through the one person who had the capacity, who had the resources to do whatever he wanted to do in order to find happiness. We find out that as Solomon, who writes the book of Ecclesiastes, tells us, he tells us all these different things that he tries. What he's seeking to do is find what is uh, something that drives men, what is something that drives women, what is something that drives children, people, humanity to just keep going when everything seems vain and everything everything seems meaningless or everything seems frustrating. And so he goes through, because his resources are unlimited, if you'll keep that in mind, he goes through a whole litany of things. He goes through searching in through knowledge and wisdom. Talks about that in Ecclesiastes 1, 12 through 14, finds out that's not the answer. He does it in partying and drinking wine. I lived in Temecula, wine country, part of wine country in California. Solomon had more wine than these people could ever dream of. He talks about that in Ecclesiastes 2, 1 through 3. He talks about building a house, personal accomplishments, doing a garden. He had artistic works involved. Everything you can imagine Solomon was doing. I mean, he was doing it all. He's creating gardens. He had amassed a ton of wealth. He had high levels of entertainment. He had male and female singers. The guy had more sex than any person could ever even imagine. And he had superiority and control. And he gets to Ecclesiastes 2. And when he gets to Ecclesiastes 2, 10, and 11, he says, When I surveyed all that my hands had done and had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. He could not reach the level of satisfaction that he was searching for. That was his conclusion. He poured resources, he did this, did a lot of stuff. So he gives two hints, two declarations, I should say, not really hints, to help us understand what is the answer to pursuing happiness. Ready? 
Here it is. This is I, I'm telling you, this is the biblical answer. There's no other. Here it is. Ecclesiastes 2, 24 through 26a. A person can do nothing better than to eat, drink, and find satisfaction in their toil. This, too, I see, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases God, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. The answer, Solomon said, is God has to give it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 12 through 13. I know there's nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil. This is a gift from God. You want to know how to find happiness as a human being? It's a gift that comes from God. Yeah, you can try everything you want. And I've tried a lot of things, and you've tried a lot of things, and I mean, you know, and that's why I made that mention before, scrapbooking and bowling and food classes and dancing class. We try to do all these different things. We think it'll be power, it'll be money, it'll be sex, it'll be relationships, it'll be all of the, no, 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 no. A person can do nothing better than to eat, drink, and find satisfaction in their own labor. This, too, I see, is from the hand of God. You may be happy. There is only one way to be happy. The pursuit of happiness should be called the pursuit of God. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 12. I know there's nothing better for people than to be happy, do good while they live, that they may eat, drink, find satisfaction in their labor. This is a gift from God. Wow. That takes all of those other pursuits and ruins them. <laughs> it's like, wait, that's a drag. Yeah. No, Dave, if I could just be a rock and roll star. Nope. If I could just uh, if I could just be captain of a ship, nope. <laughs> if I could just be, you could be a person that does nothing but serve other people and be one of the people, few people that are truly happy on the planet, as God can grant that as a gift. The only way for a person to be happy is to understand. And receive the happiness that God grants people. Other than that, it's an endless piling in to an endless hole. Ouch! We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Confronted by the unimaginable, look at how some of the Bible heroes responded. Abraham's wife, Sarah, laughed when the Lord promised her a son in old age. Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? The Lord answered. 
That's Genesis 18.13. Zechariah, priest in the temple, asked, How can I be sure of this to Gabriel? I am Gabriel, the angel answered. I stand in the presence of God and have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Luke, this is out of Luke one nineteen. In other words, God was saying, God can do this. Mary exclaimed, how are you going to do this? When Gabriel brought her that great news of her son that she would bear, the angel assured her, nothing with God, nothing will be impossible. Luke one thirty seven. the disciples questioned Jesus, and he answered them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Matthew 19.26, the Lord reminded the prophet Jeremiah, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Jeremiah 32.27, if God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8.31, praise to him who is able, listen, this is Ephesians 3.20, praise to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Finally, when life just seems impossible, we can memorize and believe and agree with the Apostle Paul's conclusion of all his personal struggles, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is in Philippians 4.13. Darkness comes. This is from John Piper, this, this next statement. Darkness comes. In the middle of it, the future looks blank. But with God, nothing is impossible. He has more ropes and ladders and tunnels out of pits than you can ever conceive of. So wait and pray without ceasing and hope. I think that this kind of thought process, it's not name it and claim it. It's just believing that God is the God that can do anything is applicable for his kids to operate in when their situation seems impossible that we deal in the truth of the possible that God brings. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, great job that Gabriel's doing today. Very good work, good work, brother. Uh, here you go. I get to answer the trivia question that I forgot to answer. <laughs> hey, I'm old. Uh, who said, King of Israel, draw your sword and run me through? That would have been Saul, King Saul. That was the answer there. That was when he was on his death uh, deathbed, so to speak. And here's your last trivia question. By the way, props to Jenny. Very nice job. Uh, who said this? Who gave this instruction? Talitha Koum. Talitha Koum. Talitha Koum. Who gave that instruction? If you think you know the answer to that, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, send an email, david at he must increase 
org. Again, we've been covering the pursuit of happiness, which is by far for me one of the most important messages. There's like three messages that I've taught in my entire 43-year Christian life, and this is one of those top three that I think is just is exceedingly important because many of us keep trying to find happiness in people, in things, in money, in this and that. Just look at Solomon's list. He tried to find it in knowledge and wisdom and partying and in, in Building houses, purchasing houses, having personal accomplishments, monuments. He did it with gardens. He did it with with uh, control, with wealth, entertainment, with sex and superiority. He tried all those things without limit, and every one of those things failed. He did it, by the way, it was something I should add. He did it with regarding children and grandchildren, all of it. The answer was no. God does not grant happiness through other people, places, things, attempts, or even feelings. None of that even exists. It's all it's all a continual pursuit and, and ends up nowhere. So he gives the conclusion to the matter. He, he says in Ecclesiastes 2, I see – this too I see is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. Only in God is there satisfaction. He says, this too I see is from the hand of God. Happiness is from the hand of God. Verse 13 in Ecclesiastes 3, that each of them may eat, drink, and find satisfaction in their toil. This is the gift of God. Happiness is a gift. Satisfaction is a gift. The graces for appreciating life at its fullness is a gift from God, and apart from God, it cannot be attained. Yaza! We're really going to the mat here, huh? So then you might say, okay, David, then what's the conclusion? What do you do then to get that whole process going? If if only God can grant lasting happiness, period, what do we got to do? Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. Now all has been heard, and here is the conclusion of the matter. Don't you love that? The answer's right here in the same book. And here is the answer. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. If you want God to grant you the gift of happiness, you fear him and obey his commandments. People are like, oh, no, there's got to be something else. Isn't there medication involved? Isn't there grandchildren involved? Isn't there this involved? Isn't there relationships involved? Isn't there, uh, you know, uh, money involved and power and cars and houses and big TVs? No. Wasn't there food and wine? And what about all the medications? No. Well, what about becoming smart and brilliant and knowing and having degrees? No. You tell me partying doesn't do anything? Correct. You mean building a monument to myself does nothing? Correct. Happiness comes as a gift from God only. And so the conclusion of the matter is simple. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the duty of mankind. This is the requirement. Now, to fear God is to be in reverence of God. Honor, respect, awe, and appreciation. Every day, are you in honor, respect, awe, and appreciation of God? Yes or no? And do we obey what he tells us to do? You want to be a successful Christian? Do what God says. 
I'll be a successful Christian. That means X amount of money in the bank. No, it doesn't. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't die and resurrect a billionaire. I mean, that's just dumb. The most powerful people in the world are not the people you think are the most powerful. They're so powerful because they have so much money. Only God holds the breath of man. It's just like they're really rich until they die. It's like I'm just saying this is like ridiculous. And so what do we know? You have to have reverence for God. You have to have honor, respect, awe, and appreciation continually for God. Don't disrespect God. Don't stop being in awe. Don't stop appreciating God. That's terrible. Don't stop honoring the Lord. He's given you eternal life. And so the commandment says, it says, fear God, keep his commandments. Okay, well, for the Christian, what does that mean? Mark chapter 12, verse 28 through 31, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked them, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. That's the first one. And the second, so it's not the first, this is the second, no, they're not the same, is this, love your neighbor as you love yourself. There is no commandment greater than these, plural. So what's the, what's the call? What's the statement? Number one, you love God with all your feelings, with all your personality, with all your thoughts, with all your physical strength, and then you love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's the golden rule. I know, I know, everybody, oh, the golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rule. Not really. People that have the gold end up dying just like anybody who's got no money. That doesn't, the power is in the hand of God. And so people spend their lives thinking, I'll, I'll follow this track and I will find happiness. I'll do this and I will find happiness. I'll spend all my time making sure that while my kids are young, I'm going to do everything so that I can enjoy them when they're older. And they think that's going to make them happy. Neither of those two work. That's a lie. The only way to have happiness is for God to grant it as a gift. I cannot say that any clearer. You're not going to get happiness by following your plan of life. It's not going to happen. Sorry. You and all 12 billion all existent people ever, you know, kind of thing. So the bottom line is we have a right in this country to pursue happiness. That's in the preamble of the Declaration of the United States. And in that preamble, it says that we have the right to pursue life, liberty, and happiness, not have it provided. And the reason that it can't be provided is because man cannot make man happy, period. And so Solomon sends his, all his fortune, all his life, all his wisdom. Remember, he's wise beyond wisdom. He has the fullness of knowledge, the acquiring of facts, and wisdom, the application of those facts. He knows more than anybody. You know what he said? Yeah, everything's a waste. It's like, well, well, that's a nice conclusion. <laughs> Class dismissed. Okay. It's like, what do you mean everything's a waste? Because everything that we try to accomplish on our own does not work. Happiness is a gift from God. It comes from the creator to the creation. I, I, it's got nothing to do with denominations. It's got nothing to do with traditions. It's got nothing to do with any of it. What it has to do with is recognizing where our source is. It's in Jesus. 
Well, that's why he came. So that God could say, you guys are so unbelievably unable to hear. Here I am. It's like, it's like oh, look, here he is. You've seen the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, Jesus said. Remember? Like, oh, yeah, there's that whole thing. All right, so before I close it out, I do want to answer the trivia question because it is important to do. Who said Talitha Kum? Talitha Kum, who gave this instruction? The answer is Jesus gave that instruction for the young girl to rise. That was that one there. And so now we've got like a minute left, so I want to just tell you a couple of things that are going on and then ask for prayer from you. Uh, we are going to be starting Job in about two weeks, and then we've got to be starting another new book because we're closing out uh, either Peter or John. Now I can't remember which one. And then uh, so moving along that, we're going to have a board meeting uh, in about six days with me and the board and Deb and Noel and people, uh, well, the three of us. And then in, in essence, what we're looking for is wisdom and direction from the Lord, and we have some opportunities that are coming up, and we just want to make sure we use them wisely. But even if we do the best we can do, we're not going to be happy unless God grants us the gift of happiness. Don't pursue happiness. Pursue God. He can make it the way you want it to be. Okay? All right, folks. Great job. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am each down Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting. Or-